0: And our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. One of the most common
1: issues or problems that I hear from hunters across the country is how many hunters are there? And hunters particularly want to know in their state or their region how many hunters there are each year, whether it's turkey hunters or deer hunters. Well, it's a very interesting topic because there's lots of misinformation when it comes to numbers. All of us as outdoor writers and communicators, I know I have for decades, used numbers put out by various agencies to let people know or a readership know and figure out how many hunters there were last year or the year before. In a particular state or region. But Andrew McCain, who's a Missourian, by the way, recently had an article in uh, Outdoor Life uh, talking about this very topic. And uh, Andrew says that licensed data varies so widely from state to state that there's really no accurate accounting of overall hunter numbers. And he also goes on to say why that's a problem and what's being done about it. Very interesting topic. We're approaching the Missouri turkey season, and you'll hear lots of discussion going on, particularly if you pay attention around camps and where people are gathered to look at somebody's turkeys. Well, man, there were lots of people in the woods, or my hunt was ruined by somebody else, or all kinds of complaints going on. But heard lots of discussion last year after our turkey season. Missouri supposedly picked up 10,000 new turkey hunters. For the spring turkey season in 2020, so are those figures accurate? Well, most likely not. And a big discussion going on right now is whether or not COVID actually put more hunters into the field uh, than in any other previous season, or was the pandemic uh, just like a spike in the numbers? Is it something that happened once and won't happen again? Uh, and are another big questions that hunters have is our recent efforts to recruit younger hunters and more diverse hunters are those efforts really working well people like to put out numbers but are they putting out correct numbers it really turns out that we don't have the answers to any of these questions at least not accurate answers and we may not know for years what the effects of the pandemic was on the hunting situations. That's because the mechanism used to, total, to tally up license sales in any given state, or let alone on a national basis, is uh, pretty inefficient. And it's complicated by agencies, particularly state game agencies, uh, reluctance to share their customers' information or buying habits. Now, the result comes down to the fact that uh, outdoor writers, journalists like myself, we use data all the time to as support in articles when we're trying to relate to the public uh, what's really going on out there. But most of us depend on the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's uh, report, which comes out every five years, and uh, that gives us data b- broken down on how many Fishmen, how many anglers, and that sort of thing uh, there were for each year in a five year period. So there's a tremendous lag in information. Uh, We often uh, depend so much on that report, and it takes us so long to get a new one. And even though the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service reports uh, show calculation year 2020 and calculation year 2019, they are, in fact, using data from 2018 and 2017. Uh, and that information comes from Jim Kirkurto, who's a consultant to the outdoor and conservation industry. He says, I bet less than 10% of people know that that d- data is two years old. Uh, I had never known that, and I use that da- data every time it comes out. So why, why is this happening and particularly in today's society when we're so uh, information-oriented, why are we getting bad information? License sales numbers are further confused by the crazy quilt of license types that each state sells, point and case in Pennsylvania. They sell a lifetime license, but the hunter who buys it is counted as a participant only in the year of the purchase, even though there's probably uh, – they're probably going to feel for many years after that. And if a fishing license comes with a bonus hunting license, the sportsman or woman who bought it is often not counted in the national census. And that alone, coming out of one state, can really mess some national figures up. But multiply that by 50 states, and you can see the magnitude of the problem. The result is that stories relying on this information for their conclusions and again, I've done it many, many times. I could miss the mark because primary source data is misleading. That's also evident in a more uh, recent piece on uh, Gear Junkie that used some old data. But uh, that's all we have right now, and uh, that's the best we can do. But because licensed sales reporting is so vexing, even folks who make their living by connecting hunters with opportunity, can't for sure tell you what trends are in real time. Are we losing hunters? Are we gaining hunters? Are we doing a decent job of replacing the aging hunters that are uh, leaving the field because they're just getting too old to go anymore? It turns out we don't really know. And that knowledge gap affects everything from our understanding about how we uh, should uh, try to recruit new hunters to the appetite of business businesses to invest in a new hunting product or even the utility of the decades old formula used to distribute federal taxes on firearms and ammunition so you can see easily how complicated the the problem is and how it can even become more complicated over time One way to resolve the information gap and shorten or even eliminate the time lag is to build a data aggregation system to funnel each state's sales reports into a centralized hub. A fully functional system could tell users how many spring turkey licenses were sold in a state or even across the country. But it could also provide details about sales in a given county and the age, gender, and uh, race of a buyer and whether this is their first or their 50th season so a lot of information could be fed into national databases but getting that to happen is another problem but that data aggregation effort is frustrated by one of the foundational tenets of wildlife management in america each state has both the mandate and the latitude to manage in their own way According to their own customs, traditions, and directions from commissions and legislatures. And they do vary greatly from one state to another. Uh, and that's one reason hunting licensing is so complicated and why it differs so widely from state to state. If there's one thing data managers hate, it's incoherent data. Yet we've got lots of it. And hunting license are notoriously incoherent. In other words, one state's base hunting license might include an upland bird license and a deer tag, but in a neighboring state, hunters had to purchase all those licenses separately. So how do you determine how many licensed hunters a state has when any individual hunter might hold a dozen different licenses or when uh, a lifetime license holder might not make a purchase in any given year? So it becomes extremely confusing. Yes, those are complications to data reporting, but they are also resolvable, say some people. Uh, Dr. Leith is the Executive Director of the Council to Advance Hunting and the Shooting Sports, and a non-governmental group that provides technical assistance To agencies in their hunter education and hunter recruitment efforts. Leith came to CAHSS from a career in academia, which, for all its focus on qualitative learning, relies heavily on quantitative metrics. Complicated. But trying to break that down for the hunter out in the field, uh, (laughs) it becomes even more complicated because the information goes through several people and several processes, and you can see how easily information could be misrelated because it's just it's not accurate in the first place but lots of folks are working toward making a good product that will help us uh, be more accurate with the numbers we put out just recently missouri's department of conservation uh, unveiled the first state pacific dashboard that gives administrators real-time information on license sales trends the information can then be used to better serve the agency's uh, uh, customers missouri hunters and anglers and that information comes from chris willard who devised the idea of a licensed uh, dashboard uh, a decade ago willard who now works for sovereign sportsman solutions an e-commerce firm that specialized in designing licensed solutions for state wildlife agencies, including Missouri, previously served as hunter recruitment chief for Oregon's Department of Fish and Wildlife, and in that role, he recognized the value of a tool that tracked fishing license trends. He says if you're an angler in Oregon, then your activity in any given year is closely tied to the strength of anadromous fish uh, runs uh, in that particular year in years when salmon and steel home runs are weak, license sales really bottom out. And we recognize the need to be able to contact our fishing license holders and pro- tr- promote trout and warm water fishing opportunities in those particular years. So with all this information gave uh, us an idea of, uh, of who our customer is, is, but also how to talk to them, says Willard, because most license transparencies and, uh, require the buyer to submit an email or phone number. The agency is able to communicate with this customer in the case of uh, Oregon's lapsed anglers to remind them to purchase a fishing license and to suggest good places to fish. If that sounds like the agency is marketing its core product, fishing and hunting opportunity, well, then you're, you're exactly right. But I think we can easily see how these problems exist and why numbers are not totally accurate. But it's been the best thing that we can can do to uh, set hunting and fishing seasons, set limits and all that sorts of thing. Uh, agencies have done the best that they could do with the available information. But hopefully with these uh New ideas that are starting here, particularly in Missouri, they'll expand to other states and make uh, reporting numbers a lot more accurate. And, of course, some uh, agencies, uh, conservation department agencies, totally depend on license sales for their revenue. And uh, uh, so it's kind of important for the numbers to be right. But watch yourself this year as you're out uh, turkey hunting or fishing and uh, you're Wondering about the crowd situations, and COVID has certainly increased uh, participation in the outdoors. But uh, rather than just scratch your head, watch the figures and see what you think. It'll certainly make for good discussion around your next campfire. I'm Bill Cooper.
0: The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors cardiac mountain outfitters the fly rod journals westover farms scenic rivers taxidermy and living the dream outdoor properties land ownership is the american dream land is the basis of all life our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm, we live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.